Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through, and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's, it's the, the Arner Adventures, Adventures Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Shannon. And I'm Jerry. Betty White is here as always, and we're back for episode 70 of the Arner Adventures podcast. Wow. 7070. Can you believe it? No. Well, today's guest has been a podcaster for a decade. So 70, she's probably done 7,000. So 70 <laughs> is just a drop in the bucket for her. Yeah. You know, she's just listening to this going, 70. You guys are just kids. Yeah. 70. She said, I do 70 when I'm sleeping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get to today's guest, let's get to our review of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, today's review comes from Law Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Law Dog. I wonder if he's from North Carolina. Oh, that sounds like probably. some of our dialects. <laughs> Law Dog says, more Betty White, please. And that's all. That's all the review is. But... We loved it. And Betty White really wanted us to highlight Law Dog, which, by the way, it's Law Dog, D O G G G. <laughs> it was a five star review, too. So, Law Dog, thank you for not docking us any stars, even though you want more Betty White. We'll have to get old B dubs. That's Betty White, her own mic, you think? I think we'll set her up a little mic. A little mic. She's got a lot to say. She, especially at mealtime, she oh, has a whole lot to say. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. It, <laughs> if you do want more Betty White, maybe you could replay the episode that we interviewed Betty White on. And talked about her. You that, know, maybe, maybe Law Dog hasn't run across that one yet. Maybe not. Or maybe he just thought, hey, that was just one episode. I need a little bit more Betty White. Uh, yeah, that might be. Yeah. He, he's like, that one only went an hour. I need another hour <laughs> Yeah, with B-dubs. Well, thank you, Law Dog, by the way, for, for taking the time. And uh, we, we just loved it. And so did Betty White. Well, today's guest is someone we refer to as our people. Actually, most of the guests are our people. But today's guest was, I mean... It was just an honor to have her on the show. It's Julie Caraccio. Julie is a renowned author, podcast host, and minimalist, though she doesn't refer to herself as a minimalist, but we get into that. We definitely get into that with her. It's a fun conversation. Should we go ahead and get to it? Oh, let's go. Well, you heard us say earlier how excited we are about today's episode. It, it vibes in the most wonderful ways to have this guest on. We are thrilled to welcome Julie Caraccio. Julie is an award-winning professional organizer, author, speaker, and certified life coach who works with people all over the world. She's the host of the very popular podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. It's on our podcast rotation, and we love it. Julie is passionate about supporting people in creating the life they choose, deserve, and desire by teaching the skills of recognizing and clearing clutter in their lives. 
physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, all things we align with. Julie, this is just an honor. I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. Well, we like to have a mental picture of you know where you are. So where are you coming to us from? Wheeling, West Virginia. It's where I grew up and my husband and I moved back last year. Okay. I did. I don't think I'm putting this out there because it's on your website. I did see the 919, which is also my phone number. And I thought, oh my gosh, is she in North Carolina? And I didn't know that. For a long time, for 12, 13 years, or maybe it was 14. We were in Raleigh. Oh, well, we're from Raleigh. What? A, that's crazy. What yeah, a small yeah. world it is. It is. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that you're back there if that's a good thing for you that you're you're also happy to be it, back it's where i grew up so there's good and bad but we moved back yeah. to help care for my mom and my husband oh. was a rock star about that and that no regrets for that oh wonderful what what a wonderful daughter you are to be able to come back and do that as well so well oh gosh you know we we have so much synergy and then also we just want to uh know so much more but i want to go ahead and get started in I'm always curious how people got to where they are when they are in the mindset of not having tons of clutter and stuff. And you are even a professional organizer. So what is your personal journey with clutter? And, and you know, have you always been like that or did something click and you're like, OK, I got to I got to declutter my life. What What's your journey towards that lifestyle? I would say, so I moved around a lot, grew up in West Virginia, went to college in Massachusetts. Then I worked in Maine, Vermont. And I'm like, hey, let's go out to Los Angeles. Let's come to North Carolina. Let's when So traveling a lot that I would always like get rid of stuff, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. it's cost if you have to ship it. I moved out to California, a little two-door Honda Civic and everything I own fit in that. So that's been a part of it. And then the other thing that happened when I was living in Los Angeles, people were like, you know, you're kind of uptight. You can help me declutter. You can help me get organized. So I was doing that before I even knew it was a profession. And then, uh, you know, every time I'd move, I'd lighten my load. My husband and I have downsized twice. We downsized and then my mom got sick and we're like, okay, as soon as two years is up, we're going to sell the house and move back. And so that's what we did uh, last summer. Was it summer before? I can't keep track. Anyway, hmm. so multiple times of doing this. And then I had this client. And when I first started my business, and I recommend this, never change your name because it's a pain in the bum bum, but <laughs> it was healing through organization because I'm like, what can I do where I, I can use my skill set and, and I got to get paid? I got to eat. I was single at the time. And how can I make a difference in people's lives? That's really where my focus was. I'm like, oh, organizing. And then I had this, this client. So at the meantime, I'm doing healing through organization. And I started an internet TV show where I'd go to a studio and it was called Reawaken Your Brilliance and fell in love with the name. And I'd interview body, mind, spirit experts, which is my total jam. So I'm uh -huh. doing all this personal growth work. And I have this client and she said, can we just talk? And I was like, hey, you know, you're the client. And so when I do decluttering, I, I work in four hour chunks usually, unless it's with the senior. And because, you know, if you have a lot of stuff, you're not going to notice much progress if you only do an hour or two. So mm -hmm. I said, let's talk. So we talked for about three hours, kind of what her clutter was about, where it stemmed from. And then in that hour, bam, boy, did she clear a lot. So we got kind of the root cause. And I was like, ah, this is the aha moment it's about the clutter and it's about figuring out what's underneath and then it's easy to do. It's less about the organizing because you can go into a huge home and not get rid of any clutter and have everything organized. And mm -hmm. that's not 
that's not how I roll. So then I was like, okay, we've got to focus on the clutter. So I got into, no one was really talking about mental clutter and emotional clutter. And I'm like, but that's all the stuff I do in my personal growth work. So it was about marrying that. Right. Do you find, I probably know the answer to this, but do you find that, you know, they always, anything I ever read says, if you want to gift someone with a professional organizer, you there's it's either going to be wonderful because they're ready or you think that their things are a mess and, and they're like, oh, it's a mess. I just need help getting this organized. But do you find that they most people you work with have to be in a certain kind of mindset to be able to move forward because it's just going to revert back? A thousand percent. I think yeah. you have to get to that acceptance first and you have to reach, at least with the people I work with, you know what? I'm stuck. I'm overwhelmed. I know something has to change. I don't know if I quite know what that is, but I'm ready. I, I can't mm -hmm. do this any longer. Mm -hmm. what, so we're talking about mental, mental clutter. We, we believe, and I, I think it is what leads to physical clutter, but we believe it can often be more harmful than the physical clutter. How do you feel like people are, when you go and work with them, do you feel like they, they understand that there is mental clutter? Are they just looking at things? I think it's a mixture of both, depending on the person. Some people have that realization. Some people understand that as we go through the work. And, you know, as you mm -hmm. do your inner work, that reflects in your outer environment. You do your outer work, it reflects in your inner environment. And one thing that I try to stress with people is I really want them to see the bigger picture of clutter. And so if, for an example, if you have a super messy desk, that's affecting your mental state or yeah. it's affecting, not only is it affecting that, but it's affecting, it could be preventing you from getting a job promotion or it could be preventing you from getting clients. Because if you were to walk into it, you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to work with this person. What if they lose my documents? Or if you have a yeah. stuffed closet, you might be preventing a relationship from blossoming because they come in, see that stuff. Oh man, I don't want to deal with that. If their mm. closet's like that, what else is kind of stuffed or what could be lurking behind all that? Does that make mm. sense? Yes. Yes. I'm curious when you start working with someone, uh, do you get a lot of pushback when you start talking about that or do people start going, it starts clicking and they start realizing it as well? that starts clicking. And I found mm. once we start this work, people are like, Hey, I did this on my own today. Right. Because mm. they sometimes people think, Oh, I'm not good at this. I don't have the skill set, And that's not true at all. It's you, something you can learn. Right. So did you, did you grow up uh, with things or, or any of that? Or was it, or, or did you, did you grow up with these practices into place then as well? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say it, I would say probably in the middle, like it's not something we practice, but my dad was an attorney and so he was super organized. I have always just been organized. You know, I did sports and, you know, did extracurricular activities. So, you know, you've got a lot of stuff to juggle. So I think I was always that way personality wise and love my mom, but my mom was never on time and that drove me insane. Oh. So I was going to do anything I could to prevent to do that. But mom was, you know, had her own business. She volunteered a lot. So she was super active and was like always meal planning and was organized as well. So it was a little of both. And we definitely weren't people that, uh, that we had stuff. We never lacked for anything, mm -hmm. but we had stuff, but not like, I always remember, Oh my gosh, people got all that at Christmas. Like that wasn't our, <laughs> wasn't our household at all. I remember when right. my mom was sick 
uh, with pneumonia and was in the hospital for a month and her friends got us stuff for Christmas. And I was like, gosh, this is the most we've ever gotten, you know, cause they yeah. just well, like my parents wouldn't have gotten us that much. This episode is brought to you by Sugarwish. Sugarwish is our gift go-to. What better gift is there than a consumable? And by consumable, we mean that Sugarwish allows you to give someone candy, coffee, wine, cookies, cotton candy, popcorn, savory snacks. And don't forget doggy treats for your doggy gifts. The best part is that Sugarwish is big on saving us time. You just order on their website. They send the gift via email or text to the recipient and arrives whenever you want. Sugarwish does not waste my time, but actually saves me time. Yes, please. Use code Betty White. That's all caps, one word, Betty White, to save $7 off of your gift to someone. Or you can head over to arneradventures.com slash sugarwish to grab the code and link there. Yep, that's arneradventures.com slash sugarwish. It's also in the show notes. Now back to the show. So I'd say a little bit in the middle. I'm curious because whenever someone has the mindset of not having the more things than they need, you know, always wanting to declutter and your organizational mindset, I'm always curious as to how they grew up. Like I, and I love my mom too, and she's, I'm sure listening to this, but she was also always late. Uh, that drove me insane. Like it did you. And also, you know, she, it was a time thing with her. She wasn't very, um, she's so much better now, but she wasn't very organized with her time. She had a lot going on, a lot of things juggled. So I felt like when I look back now, things were just out of control. Like she, she was a single mom and things were just all over the place and getting me and my brother to different things. Like mm -hmm. you're talking about, it was just never streamlined. And so I, sometimes I look back and say, oh, okay, maybe this is my way of sort of I don't know, remedying that from growing mm -hmm. up. I don't know. I'm just always curious about, about that journey. So how do you think that clutter extends for someone beyond the physical things and then gets into, you know, mental and spiritual clutter as well? It, obviously everything's individual, but as I mentioned earlier, like as you work on the inner, it'll reflect the outer a lot. And I see that, that connection with everyone that I work. So, you know, mental clutter to me is, are things like insomnia or worry, right? I can't control it. Either certain things in my life I can control, a bunch of stuff's out of my control. So why waste the time worrying? But when I talk about mental clutter, that's where monkey mind, or I know when I started my business, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to do this. Is like there was, I could have spent 24 seven on that. You know, emotional clutter to me are things like knee jerk reactions, uh, getting angry all the time, uh, spiritual clutter to me is like not having gratitude, not forgiving is huge. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about if you feel you're in lack, then there's a tendency that you might have more clutter because I've got to get stuff because it won't be here in the future or I've lacked it in the past. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, making that connection for people, I think is really important. Right. I, I'm, I might sound like I'm trying to, um, I don't even know how to explain what I'm about to say, but it does remind me of, of my dog, Betty, <laughs> Betty. Uh, she is a resource hoarder where she didn't have anything. So they found her, you know, she's rescued. And sometimes when I, I think about how she just hoards her things, like she goes and takes her toys and puts them together. Or she can't eat with other pets around. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, sometimes I relate that like what you just said to people. It's like, well, 
no, I need, I need all this. I need all this. I don't want someone to take this. And it's almost like a fear mentality. A thousand percent. Now hoarders are a special issue because people, I don't work with hoarders, but they, there's a mental, uh, you know, mental health component going on with that. But I would say a lot of people I work with, there's not as to the extreme as hoarder, mm -hmm. but as you talked about, if I didn't have grew up with, you know, my husband grew up incredibly poor. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to say like, it's okay, we can let that go. Like we're yeah. going to be taken care of. And it's, you know, by consistently doing that, but I'm like, I completely understand mm -hmm. why that would happen. And, you know, addition to that, add in, at least I know everyone in the world listens to you, but at least for America, I feel I can speak on, you know, we have this Instagram and consumerism and, you know, that pushes many people like I've got to keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, we see this fake unreal life and think mm -hmm. you know well and that's what we're bombarded with in media every day i've just got to accumulate 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 so i think that's an additional challenge like even if you're like okay you're constantly being bombarded with these messages and you know for a lot of people that's hard to overcome mm -hmm. i'm thinking about too with presentation being so curated and all of that, it, it reminds me of, um, and I know people do this. I mean, I know people in my life who do this, but it reminds me of like Monica on Friends where she had the closet with all the stuff in it. But but on the outside, you know, everything looked great. Right. And so I think the, a lot of people have that. I think they do. And it's usually for not everywhere, but there's usually at least like the closet or a hot or the, ba you know, the basement, garage and attics. They garage. can become huge <laughs> dumping grounds yes. for people. Yes. I, I will not mention any names, but the business that we had before this, uh, we would be in, in people's homes a lot. And mm -hmm. so I just remember sometimes just thinking, wow, these people have it all together. Everything is so smooth. And then you go into the garage to get a leash or dog food or something. And you'd go, oh, my God. <laughs> and then you go, oh, oh. And so it's interesting. What? Where does that come from? It's obviously they want it to look like they have it together. And then I guess it's sort of that quote unquote, feeling normal, feeling like you're accepted by having it together, even though you've got this dumping ground, like you're saying. Right. And it, but it, it, it goes into the spiritual and all the health mm -hmm. and all the other stuff as well, because we want to be, we present this put togetherness, but you don't might not know they're struggling with depression or, you know, they get angry all the time or whatever it is. Right. Well, I want to talk about minimalism uh, because, you know, we, I think there's a bunch of different uh, ways people can look at minimalism. And when I say how Jerry and I are minimalists and, uh, you know, our lifestyle is a minimalist lifestyle, I think a lot of people think, oh, uh, you know, you don't have anything. And I've even, our viewers, I mean, our listeners can't see, but like behind me, Jerry has his albums, like in a wall display. And I've been on meetings with people before where they go, well, you there's albums behind you. Like you have, st you have stuff. And then I start doubting, well, maybe I shouldn't use the term minimalism, but we know that you've mentioned on your podcast that minimalism is not a way that you describe yourself. Would you say that you implement minimalist practices or like, how do you describe her? Do you just say, look, I have what I need and I don't need anything else. Like, how would you describe your life. That's interesting. Now I'll tell you what I wanted to, when we, before we were chatting, cause I love the album background and I'll tell you one of the <laughs> things that I equate, and this is just my thinking. I equate minimalism with austerity. 
And I'm going to use the example, the Kardashians drive me nuts. Kanye <laughs> West drives me nuts. They are not people to be exemplified. Yeah. But I remember seeing this house and I'm like, ooh. And it was all like maybe sculptural metal. I'm like, gross. I'm like, yeah. I wouldn't want to be a kid grown. That just looks nasty. And then I'm like, well, let me see the kid's room and her closet because, you know, they are nowhere near being minimalist. But to me, that kind of is a good example of how I view that. I'm not saying that's correct, but yeah, but I see some people who are like, we're minimalist. And I'm like, my mom was a painter. So I've got like, what, 10 paintings up in my office because I love her and I, you know, it, her, she's here with me. And so I see a minimalist as, oh my gosh, that's too many paintings. And I see like non-color and non like life. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I love her album covers because they're, they're <laughs> colorful and they're so, yeah. that's awesome to me and says the opposite of that. So I would say I wouldn't call myself a minimalist because if I was a minimalist, I think I'd be in a teeny home or we have cats and I'm like, we'll never not have a home because I'd have 5,000 cats if my husband let me. So right. I think for me, I would just say that I am someone who um, consistently declutters is always looking to let go but again like to me it's all the mental emotional relationship all that it's a consistent i'm a work in progress and consistently do it you know i think people mm -hmm. get tripped up that um uh you know that they just they don't do it or you know if you don't clear out your house for 20 or 30 years you're going to have a ton of stuff and i think of do you know who eckhart tolle is i think uh -huh. I'm you know and he talks about, I'll paraphrase, I mean, he talks about how he had the night of darkness, right? And then he woke up all enlightened. And I was like, my head would explode, right? If I tried to wake up enlightened in one night. And so I kind of see myself as for people who are like, I just can't, I don't think most people can go from cluttered to minimalist. Can people? Absolutely. I think probably most people can't. And so mine is, let's get on this journey. Let's get started. We start somewhere and you keep continuing. You're always a work in progress. Like mm -hmm. we downsized a couple of times. I'm like, oh, so now I'm like, I haven't, you know, I with everything going on and moving and just, we've had a crazy couple of years. I'm like, okay, then I'll go through everything I own again. I just, it's got to happen this year because I couldn't do it last year, but I'm always doing it, right? Like mm -hmm. I'd have runs to donate or if they get stuff for Christmas and what is it that I can release? So I think that I would say just constantly decluttering maybe. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. We we have, you know, this declutter challenge that we, you know, have people opt into if they want it, you know, and they do it any time of year. But we always do it in January and then in July, like every six months. And I always think, oh, there's not going to be anything. There always is stuff to get rid of. Mm -hmm. and And I don't even know how it gets in, but it does. It, it's probably that I don't say no to things enough. It's, you know, people, whatever you bring right, things into right. the house and you don't even know how it yeah. gets there. And so I think, gosh, we do that regularly. And so I, I can't imagine, uh, not doing it and then having the things, but you know, I, I did live that life where I felt like the more things I had, the better. So I, I also understand that part of it. You know, you talked about, um, minimalism and, and all of that. I, I feel like for us, anyway, it started as mental, like it started mm -hmm, that way. Mm -hmm, and then it mm -hmm. went the other way to where we just felt like, okay, we just got to get rid of this stuff and feel purged off of our shoulders. And, um, but you know, I'm thankful for it because it, it's a different, a different way of living and, and not, it does reduce a lot of the, not only physical clutter, but the mental clutter in our lives, but it is a work in progress.
This episode is brought to you by Southern Oak Artisan. Southern Oak Artisan makes 100% natural soy candles that are not only aesthetically pleasing, but are safe to breathe since they are made with non-toxic ingredients and they're not overwhelming like other candles you may be used to. Between morning brew, lemon bake, lavender, there's just so many scents to choose from. Southern Oak Artisan 100% natural soy candles are handmade in our home state here in North Carolina, but lucky you. They ship all over the U.S. Yes, lucky indeed. Head over to arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan, where you can grab our discount code and link to save on your soy candle purchase. That's arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan. It's also in the show notes. And now back to the show. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm a work in progress till I take my last breath. You know, that's my Ditto. goal. But I think mm-hmm. I love that you brought up it's a mental thing. I can't tell you I'm a big animal person. And I read this post, Southern. I hate Facebook, but I was on Facebook and <laughs> she was like, I need to rehome my cats. I can't. Where was she? She was in somewhere, maybe Melbourne, Australia. And she's like, I can't find a place to live. I have three jobs. I can't afford rent because it's gotten so ridiculous and it's like you know if we didn't need the big space and she might not have been looking for it but I, i've seen that more often or like you know i know where i live i'm like oh, i'm in wheeling west virginia and you're paying what for your rent yeah. you know and so i think that if we were like if we could live with less live in less spaces and need that aha mentally before we can begin and go but how much stress would that reduce mm. You know, if you have, yeah. a, I mean, you know, we don't have a mortgage. We paid off our house. That was our mm-hmm. priority. It's like we have one less thing that we have to worry about. But, you know, you have car insurance, blah, blah, blah. When you add all those things in and then it's kind of like it's a opposite. Like, oh, I got to buy, buy, buy. Right. So you have these tension. Like, I, I want to get out of this rat race. But this is what is be, being shown to me all the time. But you have to say, you know what? I can make the choice to stop and and do it. And it's like, you know, we want to retire early. I'm like, I don't want to be you know, working at Walmart when I'm 70. I mean, Mm -hmm. that to me is a nightmare. So what can I do? Like, I want, I want to enjoy what I do. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, you know, I got to go do this. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, you're right. And then the things also uh, weigh you down. I mean, I just feel like if I don't have to think about, there's a million reasons you should declutter, but if I don't have to think about all the crap I have, then I can make plans to go do other stuff and enjoy an experience and, and all of that. Everything's energy. So if you're, you can say, Oh, I'm not really aware of it, but I'm telling you it is at the back of your mind at minimum. Mm-hmm. And you feel that like what I say to people is go into a really cluttered room and just close your eyes and breathe and get really centered. How do you feel? And then go to another room that's clear. Same thing. Close your eyes. How do you feel? Everything's energy and it affects us. It's like when people, when you clear your space, it's why you can create the life you desire. Because if you're full of clutter, the universe, God, whatever your belief is, can't mm-hmm. bring in new opportunities, can't bring in new people because you're energetically saying, I have enough. I'm stuffed. I don't need any more. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we clear that, we get the energy moving. What is the biggest, uh, I don't know if excuse is the word, but let's just say excuse. What's the biggest excuse you hear from people who don't want to get rid of something or things? Um, I think sometimes they're just plain out overwhelmed because there's so much stuff. The other place is with memories. You know, my mom died, so I get it. But what I would say to people is I'll never forget. I, I, before I ever became an organizer, I heard Peter Walsh speak and it was an aha moment for me. It's like, you know, we put 
our memories into objects. But if the object were to go, we'd still have the memory. Now I also mm -hmm. say that we still have it in our heart. You know, mm -hmm. like my grandmother had, uh, I was like, we've used this. So we, we moved and we had this great, her bedroom set as a kid. And I'm like, we don't have room for it anymore. I need to let it go. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother hasn't gone. My memories of her, she's still in my heart, she's still in my head. So yeah. memories are definitely a place where people just were like, I can't get let go. The other thing is people say I might need it someday. Yeah. And so what I say to that is, can you trust? And this is, you know, talk about personal growth and taking a leap of faith. Can you trust that you'll get what you need when you need it? Mm. So kind of connecting with that spiritual thing. And then we're like, let's try it. And I said, okay, well, let's try that then. Can you, because, you know, the reality is you might be able to borrow something. You might be able to rent something. You know, you just don't have to go out and buy something. So can you sit with that? and see if that's something like you're willing to entertain that possibility. Mm. Oh yeah. I love that. That does, that does take, oh, that's a lot of, that's men. That's a lot of mental. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, gosh, you really have to be in a, a good mindset. If you're, if you haven't been that everything will be okay. Or that you right. can call somebody and borrow it or, right. you know, have more of a community mindset of things than, then, okay, yeah, I need this. I need this. I need this. Let me go and buy this. So, yeah. And on the other end of that, I think that, uh, and I, I hear this from people is that they don't, they have so much stuff that they can't find what that is. So then they go buy another one. And then that's how that process starts because they're not organized with the stuff they have. And then they just keep buying more and it just right. adds up to this huge pile of stuff. And then people will say, oh, I don't have enough time. And I'm like, how much are you spending on social media? That's the first thing mm -hmm. I say. How much TV do you watch? And, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be realistic. I hate those shows that are on TV because they're so unrealistic. It's like a hoarder in 48 minutes went to a clean home. Well, you didn't see the three or four weeks prior to the multiple organizers doing that you didn't see the time with a the therapist you didn't see all the bit like it's not realistic so if you haven't decluttered in 20 or 30 years it's not going to get done in a weekend mm -hmm. so the people need to have a more realistic sense of okay this is going to take this amount of time right so i know that you have written 15 books and which is amazing i mean, one book is amazing i, mean, I can't even imagine 15 so would you say that because of your lifestyle of keeping, you know, clutter free, would you say that that also offers you, offered you, offers you the time to be able to write those books or was it a labor of love that you just labor you know, of love yeah. <laughs> because I want it. And I'm also good about repurposing content. So like uh -huh. in one book, I'd say, okay, I did episodes on this. Let me, I have some stuff to work with. The mm -hmm. journal prompts are 12 of those. And so those were created because a lot of people want to DIY. And so these are to let you think, okay, what is my relationship clutter? And then I tell you how to take action so you can release it and move forward. And then I was like, oh, I'll create a 21 day challenge and people can have that in book form just to kind of jumpstart them. And then I'm working on one uh, being edited now on for end of life organizing. But mm -hmm. to me, I wanted to be able to say I'm an author. That was mm -hmm. hugely important because I love to write. I've always that's one thing I feel like I'm good at and, and enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. You brought up the end of life, which you were talking about your grandmother earlier. And I know I've told this on an, another episode, but it, it just relates so much. Uh, 
And I think the fact that you are an end of life planner does go really well with uh, the professional organizing. When my grandmother passed away a few years ago, you know, everything, every memory was in things for her and she just would, you know, keep, keep, keep. Well, what happened was when she passed away, we, like a few of us from the family had to go Mm -hmm. and go through all that stuff, which took so much effort and you're already so sad and you're, you're going through all this stuff and you, no one wanted to be there because then you're accepting the fact that she had passed away, but it's also, and she would never want us to have, uh, be sad going through these things. But I just think sometimes I tell people, you know, I'm not trying to be a downer, but when you pass away, someone has to go through that stuff. And it's so hard on the people that you leave behind to do that. So I'm curious if you ever have sort of a dual work relationship with people on that topic, when you're talking about end of life planning. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, what's interesting, I have a couple thoughts on this is that the generation now that are younger than you and I, they don't want stuff. So these people who are your grandmother's age, my mm-hmm. parents' age, they are, you know, the kids don't want the stuff. And so someone is, like you said, is going to have to deal with it at some point. There is a cost to that. There is time to that. Uh, you know, so I encourage people no matter where you are, but especially if you're older, start decluttering now. Don't make that burden on your kids. And the other thing I want to say that that comes up a lot is guilt. I tr- I've told people this for a long time. And then when my mother died, it reinforced it for me. When people go on to their next adventure, they want you to be happy. They don't want you to have their stuff become a burden. I had a client once who had a basement full of her parents' stuff that had been in boxes for 20 plus years. And I was like, they don't want you to be unhappy. This is a burden to you. You can't even open the box. And then, you know, we ended up clearing it out and she was able to make it a studio to do crafts. And she Mm. found a passion and something she was interested in, but that clutter had blocked it from it. So I just, you know, it kind of ties in with the memories, but people don't want your stuff to become a burden. And I think Mm -hmm. when people have that aha moment, that helps relieve it because then they're able to release it. I mean, you know, my father's been really generous and I've been going through my mother's stuff. And my mom wasn't a hoarder, but she had a lot of stuff. And so I, like I have a big bin of uh, pictures that I'm going to go through. I'm going to take a couple, then pass it on to my brothers to look at. And I'm like, you know, because I have the luxury of time, then I'm able to do that. But I say, that's something, you know, you got to give yourself a deadline because, you know, I don't know if your grandmother, like, did you have a house, you're paying taxes, utilities, mortgage on all that, you know, that can also become a financial burden to people. Mm -hmm. So when you do this and clear out your clutter, you are giving a gift to the people that you loved. Mm-hmm. It's peace of mind. Like you talk about, it's like, you know, grieving. I don't want to go through this. Right. And, and how important it is to plan. So when I, my couple of years ago and why I got into doing this was my dad sat us down with an accountant and attorney. This is what I want. And so I was like, Oh, we're all, and you know, God love my dad. He's like, I'm going to die before your mother. And you know, it ended up not happening. She had a stroke, a couple strokes, mm-hmm. heart attack, blah, blah, blah. And so my mom dies and I was like, okay. And he was like, well, she didn't say if she wanted to be, she said, we had a conversation. We're going to cremate her. And I was like, hold up, big J. We have met with these people. I thought he's like, well, it was planned for me. Your mom never wanted to talk about it. So here we are grieving. I say, okay, we'll trust you. You had a conversation. want to be cremated. That's what we're going to do now. Some stuff because he was still alive. We didn't have to deal with the burden, but I don't want to have to make those decisions. 
right. when I'm grieving. And then, you know, for me, I'm probably a little older than you. I have realized in the past month, I want my legacy to be an animal shelter. I want to figure out over the next 10 to 15 years or sanctuary. I'm sorry. I want to create a cat, cat sanctuary, possibly for dogs or cat people, but there's so I like, it breaks my heart. People, And that's the other thing. You don't plan for your pets. I see them thrown on the street. Yeah. I see them being put in a shelter and they don't deserve that. So I was like, I want my legacy to be a sanctuary. So now I'm figuring mm. out, you know, hopefully I have more than 10 years, but like, what's, let's start the process. I have grant writing skills or things I can do. I'm going to have a contest to have people when you don't have to pay rent, you'll have this house to move into. And so starting that, cause that's, I think important too. I want to leave the world better than when I entered. So what impact am I going to do? Cause to me, that's just as important is dealing with your physical stuff. Oh, oh my gosh, Julie. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by BASE. Listen, if there's one thing that bugs us to no end, it is traveling with someone who checks their luggage. What a waste of time and money. <laughs> First, you should just take less and you can grab our travel prep list at arneradventures.com to pack smarter. But one of the best resources we use is our BASE carry-on rollers, which allow us to carry everything we need. And since it's the carry-on size, you don't have to check it. I think the most common questions we get from people is how we avoid checking our luggage. And we always say, pack smarter and base. Head over to arneradventures.com slash base. That's B-E-I-S to grab the link to save $15 off of your first purchase. You're not going to regret this purchase. Our family and friends and anyone who travels with us now has base luggage. Really because they got tired of me complaining about them wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> that is arneradventures.com slash base to grab the link there. It's also in the show notes. Happy travels. And now back to the show. You know, we, we, we rent here in Beaufort and little did I know before we moved here that Beaufort has an overabundance of stray cats. And so there's a group here that, uh, was it spay and neuter release? Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll, you know, get that trap them and then spay and neuter them and then bring them back. So there's a lot of pocket kitty colonies that we mm -hmm. have on the Island. Well, when we moved here, the person who lived near uh, this other kitty colony near us just moved away. And so we happened to move here and these cats who yes, can, I'm sure hunt themselves right. still, but they lost a lot of that ability because they were being fed by this person. Yeah. So now, of course, we didn't want to see them struggle. So we started feeding them. And now we have a little kitty colony that lives. And But I think about that. I think, what if, what if something happens to us? I mean, yeah, we have our dog and everyone's going to make sure she's okay. But what about these cats who yeah. are outside? And you know, I think about things like that. And then I think, what about people who don't have a plan? And then they have all these pets, not just outside right, kitty colonies, exactly. but just inside. So I love that you brought that up because that's such an important part of, you know, life and that transition. I see it all the time on social media. Hey, you know, they, they, they died. This someone, the relatives just threw them out, didn't want a pet. You know, mm. my pets, I like, I can't, I couldn't do that. And so- no thinking about that and legacy and your stuff and you know, what do you want? I mean, I want to write an obituary and I want it to be really funny. I'm like, I don't want to really dry serious. That's not who I am. I want to <laughs> yeah. you know, make sure that's fun, but how can I do whatever I can do? So I'm not 
a burden to my loved ones. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I love all of that. Well, we talked about your podcast. We love your podcast, clear your clutter inside and out. And you do talk about ways to simplify. And, and, you know, we talked about how some people don't want to be referred to as a minimalist. And we actually said before we got on on here and I want to bring it up that the way we found you a while back was that you were listed as like one of the top 10 or whatever minimalist podcasts, which I think is, I mean, that's absolutely what got us listening to it, but I think it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, 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 on one hand, I'm like, really, I would say, but I think probably minimalist when releasing your spiritual and your emotional stuff, I would, pro- you know, say, okay with that. But, you know, that's kind of, like I said, it's, I, I don't think people who are minimalist most probably would be like, oh no, you know, with some of the stuff you do, but can I get you there? I want to get you on the journey. I want to get you on the path. That's really my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what made you want to start the podcast? Did you just want to be able to help people in a different arena or what, what made you start that? So it'll be 10 years, uh, in August, but I was going doing reawaken your brilliance, going to a studio. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to drive to a studio. This is a, in Raleigh. I was like, this is a pain in the bum bum. <laughs> and you know, and so I was, so then I had some email, Oh, podcasting. I'm like, yeah. Okay, cool. I can do this from home. And so it was wanting to have a format, something different. And I was really fortunate. I was kind of ahead of the curve and starting the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and no one was doing what I was doing. Like, they're like, oh, we'll talk about organizing and clutter, but it always focused on the physical stuff. I'm like, oh, there's so much more. And I wanted to bring all the personal growth work that I do. That's something that, uh, I wanted to help people. And, you know, I believe in giving back. So this is, if you're motivated and you listen, I'm same with yours, you can get some stuff done. So mm-hmm. at least I have an option for people who don't have a lot to spare that they can start the journey. That was really, was really the main emphasis behind it. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind me asking, what was the last thing that you purchased and said, oh my God, why did I do that? Do you know? Um, well, I would say the last thing that I purchased and I need to set up because I'm, is a, <laughs> excuse me, I got an air purifier. I've, I, I'm allergic to cats and we have cats. Uh-huh. So I am now on a, um, uh, getting allergy shots. The aller- I have great. He's like, what are you doing? He was like, we just need to do allergy shots and come on. I said, I'm not going to rid the cats. Okay. That's just how yeah. it is. And he said, you know, Julie, you're going through this every season. It's too much. So it is sitting in a box, not set up. But part of that is my husband's fault because that's his job. So I would say, uh, I'd say that's probably, I'm looking around trying to, trying to think. I'd say that's probably it. So hopefully okay. it will get set up because I need it to breathe. It would help breathing, but I'm like, uh, you know, I'll get around to it. So yeah, yeah. It's just I'm one allergic. Of those things. I'm allergic to cats as well, and I would happily open my door, let all six of those kitty colony cats in here if I could. Yeah, <laughs> but no. yeah. Is your husband on board with your lifestyle? I mean, does he is he like that by nature, or he just kind of not goes by nature? Um, it's like I told you earlier. So he grew up really poor, so it's more of a mm-hmm. challenge for him. So I'm always like, gently, you know, we're okay. We let's yeah. become present when we're in the present moment. You're not that poor kid, you know. We have enough to eat. We, you know, we live. All my family is here in the same town. I'm like, we're never gonna starve. We're never gonna be without. And so it's gently reminding him of that. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious about this too, with people who have, um, similar lifestyles. Do you have a junk drawer? 
I do not have a junk drawer. And one of my, I'm saying this, I know they'll probably come after me. The home edit wasn't the first people. It was yours truly 10 years ago saying, stop calling it the junk drawer because that comes from my spiritual beliefs. If you call oh. yourself fat, you're going to be fat. If you call it the junk drawer, then it's oh, junk drawer. I'm just to throw junk into it. So stop calling it the junk drawer. That's my big tip. Everything has its place, even what's in a drawer of yep. pins, candles, yep. <laughs> whatever. Yep. Yep. Gosh, you're so right. You're so right. It's like when you... And I'm speaking from experience and I'm learning to go through this in a positive way. But when you have, uh, I have total money scarcity issues, like mm -hmm. total. And so I know that when I put out into the world that I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. That's what's going to happen is right. that there's going to be scarcity in regards to money. Right. Or if you think so you become present, mm -hmm. right? So if you're like, oh man, I'm afraid I'm going to scare. Okay. What in this moment I can do? I can sign up for a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. I can go to Starbucks two times this week instead of every day. You, that is your point of power to change. Yeah. And you take those actions to make the difference. And then you're like, oh, that kind of brings down, oh, I made a plan. I didn't do Starbucks. I'm setting up a savings account so mm. that it kind of removes that fear and helps lessen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're going to talk at the end about uh, where people can find you, but you do have you know nuggets like that and like inspirational things on your Instagram. I know that I follow you there and you, you put out a lot of good tips and information like that. And I was just thinking about the junk drawer. You're I an actually... Instagram star. I'm not, but I like <laughs> it because I post a lot of cat pictures too. <laughs> but it's lovely. It's lovely. Well, I feel like we should get to your fast five questions. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. It's this or that. It helps us, you know, in a fun way just to get to know you better. So number one is arrive early or fashionably late. Oh my gosh. Arrive early. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Number two, store-bought or homemade? Oh, homemade. Okay. Number three, books or movies? Ooh, I'm going to, I'm a very visual person, but I, I read almost 170 books last year. We're going with books. I did the Goodreads what? challenge and I'm after, after our interview, I'm running the library, two books I want her in. So, Ooh. Oh, I, I love, we're, we're big library people too. And I got an email yesterday that I have a book in. I'm really excited. About it. I get more excited about going to the library than I do like someone giving me a book or I don't know why. The same way. I love the library. Me One too. of my next lives, I'm going to be a librarian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number four, podcast host or podcast guest. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You know what? I'm going to go with guest. Okay. Why is that? I'm curious. I think because I like interviewing. I like when you're a good host and you're a good interviewer. And when people do their homework and know what I'm about and ask great questions and you have these amazing conversations that, you know, people are going to get a lot out of it, I think. And especially as I'm working on tying up the podcast, I'm going to go with guests. Okay. Now, that that's first of all, thank you. That's really nice. But what do you mean tying up the podcast? I'm going to stop the, I'm at 10 years. It's time to find the next great adventure. So wow. I'll get you on before, but so August or <laughs> September, it'll be 10 years and it's time to time to move on. That's a decade. Wow. I and, know it's great though. And I have two books that I want to write uh, that are personal journeys uh, that are really important to me that are part of my healing process. So, you know, you mm -hmm. know, I don't have to tell you how much goes into podcasting and the mm -hmm. amount of time that it takes. So it's like, we need to free up space for me to do 
do other things. Good for you for even recognizing that, you know, the space thing, which we're going to get back to in a second. Uh, number five, ketchup or mustard? Oh my God, mustard. Oh, I okay. love salsa. I can never get enough salsa, oh, but I hate you. ketchup. I know well, yeah, I can see that. It's, it's, it's different. Well, I mean, yeah, it's made with tomatoes, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I love salsa, but, um, well, I'm a little bit of a mixture of both, but I do like mustard over ketchup. Um, I, before we get to your, your final question that we ask everybody, I want to go back really quickly, uh, about burnout. Sure. So I know that, you know, life is not sunshine and rainbows and I'm sitting here looking at you going, gosh, she's really got it together, but I'm sure, like you said, there's things that you deal with and you have to take something away so you can make room for something else. Do you, uh, find yourself getting burned out because you've accomplished a lot or do you just have really good practices and techniques in place? Great question. I think it's a combination. Now, I, I, something that helped me burn out. So when my mother became sick, I was driving up from North Carolina to help care for her for, was it a year? Uh, you know, so I'd spend a third of my time in West Virginia. So that really gave me a break. I'm like, something's got to give my priorities, my mother, my family. And so I definitely, and then COVID, you know, we had COVID. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't go to people's houses and do that. So that was one huge thing that has helped with the break. I also think the practices I do being organized and I have learned, I started my business in 2009 saying no, it, you know, no is a complete sentence. And so what I've learned mm -hmm. to do is if I don't, I'm not a good match for someone like I had, I had to fire a client. I'm not like I'm firing. I'm just like, you know what? I don't think I'm the best fit for you. And mm -hmm. so you can get burned out. I don't think people sometimes think about this. You can get incredibly burned out when you have someone that drains you. Yeah. And so something that's been huge for me is I, I, I you know, I want to work with people like if you're ready to roll, let's do it. If you're not, I'm like, don't waste your money with me, you know, and yeah. and and do that. And so I think that a, a huge difference to me is saying no and if I'm not a good fit with someone, like, I just won't allow people to, to drain me anymore. Mm. Saying no is a full sentence. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, Julie, the question that we ask everyone is what does a life well lived mean to you? I love that. I think that's important to me. A life well lived is you've loved and that you've made a difference in someone's life or you've made a difference in an animal that you have given back in some capacity. And uh, you have a passion, you're true to yourself, but when in doubt, try to come from love. Mm. Gosh, I love that. And I love when you talked about leaving things better than they were before. I think that's so important physically yeah. and mentally mm -hmm. and spiritually. Cause we're all connected. Everything's energy. Yeah. So if I become better and I work on my decluttering, my challenges, it helps you. It helps our community. It helps everyone. Do you think our world crazy world is like it is, but everyone's happy? No, if they weren't, they wouldn't need power to go invade another country. Right. Mm -hmm. They look what's, what is in me that needs to heal. Right. And mm -hmm. everything always turn it on yourself. If I like get upset about something, I try to, I'm not always successful, but what, what is it in me that needs to be healed? Because it's not about the other person. I always try to bring it back on myself. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I, this has been so great. I feel like I want to do it again at some point too, but uh, please tell our audience where they can find you, how they can connect with you to work with you. 
and all that jazz. And we're going to put it down in the show notes. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for this opportunity. If they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, I've got my store, got affirmation book classes. I got you covered. And then all the social media and you can find a link to the podcast as well. It's all there. Yeah. And your end of life planning and all that stuff is on there. Mm -hmm. All that. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I, I cannot thank you enough. I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Can I add one quick thing? Yes, please. I forgot. So if they go to the website, I have a free uh, 10 ways you can declutter your life right now. I'm all about taking action. It's a free newsletter. It comes out twice a month. But bam, you have things. You're like, ah, maybe I can do the holiday, maybe health or whatever. I give you a take action right away. So bam, you get started. Oh, we'll put the direct link to that too so that they can make sure that they access it because that's great. Well, thank you so much, Julie. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Oh gosh. Well, it was such an honor to have Julie on the show. I, you know, I knew I was going to love the conversation. Jerry, you, you always watch it when you're not part of the conversation. Did you, did you really enjoy it? Uh, oh, no I did. No pressure, but did you enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> As I do all, all our guests, most all of our guests. Yeah. She, and every time I go, wow. They're, yeah. all, they're all just so good. Um, yeah. You think you're of the same mindset that there won't be many takeaways, but you can always learn from having these conversations from people. I always take a, a few tidbits. It seems like I'm running mm-hmm. around with about two or three things in my head from several people. Yeah. Pretty, pretty constantly. It's one of the, the things I love the most about interviewing our guests. I know me too. And, you know, not to bring it down because I think it's just a topic that's life, but the end of life conversation that we talked about with her, it's so important, especially when you're talking about the amount of stuff that you accumulate and bring into your life that doesn't matter. It doesn't contribute to a really positive part of life. And I just hope that people do take that as maybe a positive reason not to have all this clutter and things that you don't need because you surely can't take it with you. And the people who love you and are behind are the ones who really have to start, you know, foraging through all your stuff and trying to figure out what they're going to do. And it's just a lot of pressure. Well, it is. Yeah. And I'm considering taking some of mine with me, but they, <laughs> they tell me, they tell me that's impossible. Um, I'm trying to work it out though. But um, you think your albums will uh, <laughs> will go along with you through the pearly gates? I think so. Okay, I think so. Yeah, but uh, I'm working on it. But I think to be practical, no, you can't take it with you. And yeah, <laughs> so right. This this has, has had a lot of value for us in that that regard. I think the biggest thing and you are talking about taking it with you, and I know we talk about this. You know, like when we're talking about our declutter challenge or things like that. You know. It, if you have moved, which, you know, we've moved a few times, but if you have ever moved the amount of crap that you have, you just start going, oh my God, why do I have this? Why do I have this? And think about that. Think about you're moving and you're already like dreading all the crap you have to move around when you're no longer in this world. That's what everyone else has to deal with is all of your stuff that you didn't even want to move to the next place. No, that's, that's right. And we've, we've seen a few examples of that mm-hmm. and, and, and to get a, to put a good spin on too, you said that we've moved a few times, mm-hmm. but in a way that I've, I, the good I take from that is you do get to inventory and mm-hmm. every time and you realize how things accumulate. I, I've done it enough times not to forget that when you do move, whew, mm-hmm. 
things are there that you just go, why? Yeah. You know? So uh, that's why now we, we're pretty intentional about keeping our, our stuff to a minimum. Yeah. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know of someone who would benefit from anything we talked about today, or any episode, our guests, or anything, please share it with a friend. It's a great way of supporting the podcast and us, and we really appreciate it. Another way of supporting the pod is by leaving us a five-star reviewer rating on the platform you're listening to us on. Oh, and go ahead and hit that subscribe button because that also supports us. We would love that. You can always find us, links we refer to during the show, and any of the podcast sponsors at arnerdventures.com or linked here in these show notes. And until next time, enjoy that journey you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Adios. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Adios. Uh, sayonara. <laughs> Alvida uh, Dos Vidiniana. <laughs> <laughs>